your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 308 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. A very happy 311 day to everyone out there. We almost had episode number 311 on 311 day, which would have been unreal, especially for a diehard fan of a rap rock band from the 1990s. But anyway... Let's start talking about the Rangers before we lose about 90% of the audience here. So, more specifically, let's get into an update on the Breadman. Artemi Panarin, of course, returned to Ranger practice yesterday. He, unfortunately, will not be back in the lineup tonight, but it sounds like he might return to the lineup as soon as Saturday afternoon's 1 p.m. matchup against the Bruins. But again, he will not be available for the 7 p.m. matchup tonight against this same Boston Bruins team. There's a part of me that really wants to see him back on the ice for tonight's game, but I will defer to David Quinn on the decision to sit him. He's obviously around these guys. He's been in touch with Artemi Panarin. Uh, throughout this entire process. He's got his hand on the pulse of the team and all that good stuff. So uh, I guess they're going to exercise some caution here and just sit him out one more game, let him get his legs under him a little bit before throwing him back out there for a matchup against the Boston Bruins. It also sounds like Artemi Panarin's teammates are soundly in his corner, and that's obviously very good to hear because the more time that goes by without anybody corroborating these wild allegations, and that's seemingly what they are at this point, from Andre Nazarov, Seemingly, the more and more likely it becomes that the entire thing is just completely made up and that Nazarov is basically just a bitter ass. I don't know how else to say it. Again, assuming these allegations are made up, I don't want to go all in and say 100%, but again, just do the math. Panarin speaks out against Putin, and then a month later, these allegations of something that supposedly happened a decade ago suddenly resurface, and nobody has backed up these claims from Nazarov. But if you're Andre Nazarov, I just don't know what goes through your head before you say these kinds of things and make these kinds of accusations against a fellow human being to levy these kinds of serious accusations against them. But yes, all indications from everything on social media and all the articles that have been written about Artemi Panarin's return to the team, all indications suggest that the Rangers themselves, very, very happy to have Artemi Panarin back. And honestly, why wouldn't they be? I mean, he makes this team so much better. I could go on and on about that. We know that he got snubbed as far as the MVP award is concerned last season, and all of a sudden the Rangers, at least in these last two games, I mean, it is a small sample size, but in a little bit of a scoring right here, they only score a total of three goals against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and really, the last two goals, the two goals that they scored on Tuesday were both kind of fluky, lucky bounces for the Rangers where the puck deflected off of a Pittsburgh Penguins skate and went into the net. So, yeah, obviously the sooner you can get Artemi Panarin back out there and give this team a little bit of a spark, the better off the Rangers are going to be. And, of course, Panarin's return to the lineup also means that we're going to have to do our best to try to reconfigure the lines here. And this is going to be tough because we've been talking, even in Panarin's absence, about how the Rangers right now, they have 13 forwards who seem deserving to be in the lineup every night, but there's only 12 spots. And now that Panarin's back, you've got 14 guys for 12 spots. And so I'm going to try to go through the line combinations here. I kind of went back and forth a little bit, trying to piece them all together. This was tough to do. And that's actually a good sign because it means you know that the Rangers are getting better and that they do have good options, people that should be out there every single night, people that deserve to be out there every single night. But again, the cold hard truth is you've now got 14 forwards for 12 spots. So we're going to go through the lines here. Uh, we're going to do this specifically 
for not tonight's game because we're not going to have Panarin, and I think they're probably going to line up about the same way in tonight's game as they have uh, in the, these last couple of games. I mean, we'll see who the healthy scratch is, but we're going to look at this from a perspective of when Artemi Panarin is back, and again, it looks like that could be happening as soon as Saturday afternoon's game against these very same Boston Bruins. So we're going to put together the line combinations for that game specifically, but let's actually go ahead and start with the defense pairings here because I think that situation is a little bit less complicated, although even there, you know, there's seven or maybe even eight guys who deserve to be in the lineup right now, and unfortunately, it's a numbers game. You can only have six. So we'll start with Lindgren and Fox. I mean, that's the top pairing. There's nothing really to think about there. Adam Fox basically leads the planet in minutes per game. Uh, just a phenomenal player. And Lindgren having a very nice season as well. Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba. I'm going with them as my second pairing. And as I mentioned, I was kind of surprised that Libor Hayek ended up being the healthy scratch in the Rangers' most recent game. But at the same time, it's not all that shocking when you really think about it. Because I think overall recently, like we've been talking about, a lot of these Ranger defensemen have really played well. And they end up going with Jack Johnson and Brennan Smith in the lineup over Libor Hayek. The only issue I have with that is, again... Libor Hayek is the guy with a future on this team. Jack Johnson and Brendan Smith, I'll be very surprised if really either one of them is back with the Rangers after this season. We'll just have to wait and see there. But they ended up going with Johnson and Smith, and will they go with Johnson and Smith again in tonight's game? I think if I was the Rangers, I don't want Libor Hayek collecting dust for too much longer. I want him getting some NHL experience. I want him looking like he's going to be a big part of this team, giving him every opportunity to claim a role on this team in next season, maybe even the rest of this season, going forward for the next few years with this New York Ranger team. I have more interest in that than I do in putting Brennan Smith and Jack Johnson out there every single night. And again, both those guys have played fairly well recently, but you got to think big picture a little bit here. So I don't, again, I don't want Libor Hayek being a healthy scratch too many games in a row. He was a healthy scratch in the last game. That's fine. But tonight, let's get him back out there. And I'm going to sit down Jack Johnson. And again, I realized he Played a pretty good game against Pittsburgh. Uh, he single-handedly prevented a puck from going in the net when it looked like Keith Kincaid was beat. And then later, of course, he scored a goal. A little bit of a fluky goal. I mean, it took a bounce off of a Penguin defenseman. But nevertheless, Johnson was smart enough to play the puck at the net. Sometimes when you do that, good things happen. So he got his first goal of the season, his first point as a New York Ranger. But I'm still taking him out of the lineup for this game because, like I said, I don't want Libor Hayek uh, getting rusty, collecting dust in the press box. That's not going to help the Rangers short-term or long-term. And to me, you know, again, Johnson's played better recently than he certainly was at the beginning of this season. The beginning of this season was kind of a disaster. He's played better recently, but I still got to pull him off the ice for this game. And then we'll see how this game unfolds tonight, because if this game, if this is another nasty, chippy, uh, you know, borderline violent game against the Boston Bruins, then maybe you want somebody like Jack Johnson back out there on Saturday, and maybe at that point, you know, you can go with Johnson and Brandon Smith again, and then once again, make Libor Hayek a healthy scratch. But I don't want to see Libor Hayek as a healthy scratch for consecutive games, probably for the rest of the season. I mean, I can't imagine any kind of configuration the Rangers are going to come up with where you feel like Libor Hayek should constantly be a healthy scratch. Unless, you know, he just, unless his play slips. I mean, that's the only way that it can happen. And, you know, I know that you want to get him NHL experience, but if his play slips and you just feel like Brennan Smith and Jack Johnson are the better options night in and night out, then so be it. That's the only circumstance, though, where I want to see Libor Hayek uh, pulled off the ice for all that long. Because, again, he needs some seasoning. He's the guy of those three that's a big part of the Ranger future. And I haven't even mentioned Anthony Potato yet. I mean, he's almost kind of lost in the shuffle at this point. It's going to be hard for him to work his way back out there now that basically everybody is healthy. Everybody is healthy on the Ranger blue line. So it's nice knowing that he's another option for this team. But, yeah, it's going to be hard to see him getting back out there, uh, assuming that Smith, Johnson, Hayek all continue to play fairly well. Uh, it looks like... 
Potato is probably about eighth in the pecking order, but we'll just have to look and see how the Rangers play it. Like I said, though, I do not want Libor Hayek as a healthy scratch in consecutive games, probably from now until the rest of the season. Uh, again, assuming that his play doesn't fall off a cliff or anything like that, because you got to get him some seasoning. You got to have him ready to go for future seasons with this New York Ranger team and find out is Libor Hayek. You know, we know about guys like Ryan Lindgren. We know about guys like Adam Fox, Keandre Miller, Jacob Truba. It looks like they're all here long term. It looks like they're all very big parts of this Ranger rebuild. But is Libor Hayek going to sort of join the party? there? Is he going to be a guy that you just pencil into the lineup every single night in future seasons and just kind of forget about it and just let him go out there and do his thing? The only way to find out is to get him on the ice. So let's get him back out there tonight. And again, Jack Johnson, I, I realize he's played fairly well recently. It's just a numbers game right now. So I'm pulling him off the ice tonight and making him a healthy scratch in favor of Libor Hayek. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website... Or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchups are Caramel Brownie against Cherry Barcia, as well as Lemon Almond Cheesecake against Carrot Cake with Walnuts. Go to BuiltBar.com or at BuiltBar on Twitter. And remember, use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchups and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we just talked about the defensemen. Let's go ahead and move on to the forwards. And again, the Rangers going to have 14 forwards for 12 spots here and going to be some difficult decisions to make for David Quinn uh, when Artemi Panarin returns. Once again, these are all aimed for Saturday's game because we know Artemi Panarin isn't going to be available tonight. So this is all kind of directed toward what the Rangers could look to do on Saturday. Of course, how guys play tonight could dictate some of that as well. But one other thing I just want to make clear before we move on here is that this is not... These line combinations, these defense pairings that I'm coming up with, it's not necessarily what I think the Rangers will do. It's what I personally would like to see, what I would like to see the Rangers do as far as who's playing with who and who are the healthy scratches. So I just wanted to make that distinction clear. We'll see if the Rangers do something similar. You guys can let me know what you would do with the line combinations and the defense pairings if you would like. But yeah, let's go ahead, dive right into it here with the forwards. This took me a while today. I was kind of shuffling a couple of things around. I originally wanted to go back to the line that we saw very briefly before Artemi Panarin had to take his leave of absence, and that top line was Alexi Lafreniere, Mika Zibanejad, and Artemi Panarin. 
because I just wanted to see those guys get another chance together. I think in their brief time together, they looked good. They looked dangerous. It was a way to kind of get both Mika Zibanejad and at the time, Alexi Lafreniere going a little bit. And in their first game together, both Lafreniere and Mika Zibanejad scored goals. Uh, Panarin put it right on a tee for Lafreniere. So that was really cool. Helped Lafreniere break out of a scoring drought. And then he kind of got hot for a while after that. So that was awesome. Uh, and I really, God, I, I, eventually I really would like to see that line get back together. But Putting that line together, I realized as I kind of filled out the rest of the depth chart, there were a couple other things that I wasn't necessarily so crazy about. So we're going to go in a different direction here. And the top line instead, we're going to keep Panarin and Zibanejad together, but we're going to put Pavel Buchnevich on the right wing. And you guys know, anybody who's listened to this show for any amount of time, or even some of the newer viewers by now are probably picking up on this, but for a while, I really resisted the idea of putting Panarin and Zibanejad together. Last season, I thought both of them were firing on all cylinders, and they were doing it without playing on the same line. So I just like the idea, you put one on one line, you put the other on the other line, and then you allow both Mika and Panarin to elevate all the other forwards that they're playing with on their respective lines. However, this season, obviously Mika Zibanejad's had a tough time uh, basically getting getting his season off the ground, if you will. And so I like the idea of kind of stacking the top line and giving Mika Zibanejad all the help he can get. We really got to get him going. If the Rangers are going to make any kind of a move here, you got to figure Mika Zibanejad's production is going to have to pick up. And it has picked up a little bit recently, but let's get Mika back to being, if not the Mika from last season, then very close to it. And I think the best way to do that is to have him out there with Artemi Panarin. And for that matter, Pavel Buchnevich. Pavel Buchnevich is going to be my right winger on this top line here because Buchnevich is hot lately. And I just like the idea of Mika Zibanejad going with guys who are firing on all cylinders. Now, of course, Panarin has had an extensive leave of absence on one hand, but on the other hand, he's Artemi Panarin. So let's put Panarin and Buchnevich both out there with Zibanejad, two guys that can uh, kind of elevate Zibanejad's game a little bit. Let's get him going, and then maybe in due time, we can go back to that Lafreniere-Zibanejad-Panarin line, or maybe we can even break up Panarin and Zibanejad once Zibanejad has it going a little bit. But for right now, yeah, that's the top line, Zibanejad centering Panarin and Buchnevich. For the second line, I mean, I absolutely positively have to keep Brian Strom and Chris Kreider together. That's really been working well. We saw Kreider just absolutely catch fire. Uh, he's cooled off a bit recently, but really in these last two games against the Penguins, you could say pretty much everybody on the team has cooled off. So we'll kind of look beyond these two most recent games. And, you know, Kreider was obviously very hot there. And a lot of the goals that he was scoring, Ryan Strom had a hand in them. So we'll go with those two together. Strom at center, Kreider on the left wing, and Capo Caco is going to be on the right wing. There's other guys who are certainly in the mix here. I mean, you could make a case for Gautier. He's played well recently. You could make a case for Colin Blackwell. Maybe even somebody like Phil DiGiuseppe, or maybe you put Lafreniere on the right wing there. Uh, there's a lot of options, but I'm going to go with Capo Caco. It's time for Caco to get a lot of uh, rope in the top six, if you will, and hopefully uh, he can just kind of spread his wings and just kind of find that finishing touch because I think just about everything is there for Capo Caco right now. I definitely think he's a much improved uh, player since last season. He looks a lot more comfortable at the NHL level, looks a lot more assertive, looks a lot more confident when he's got the puck on his stick. The only thing he's not doing right now is finishing. So I want to give him every chance to do that. And as we talked about, Kreider and Strom were on fire together. Let's put Capo Caco with them. Let's see if we can get Capo Caco going a little bit. And let's see if he can join the party and uh, chip in scoring-wise with that line. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store 
or new car dealership. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For the third line, I'm going to go with Lafreniere, Philip Hedl, and Julian Gauthier. And as a little bit of a spoiler, I'm going to also toss out the idea of maybe flip-flopping Julian Gauthier and Philip DiGiuseppe. You could move Gauthier down to the fourth line, move Philip DiGiuseppe up to the third line. I don't like doing that because... I just don't like the idea of Julian Gauthier in the fourth line. I think he's really played well recently, and I don't want to punish him by moving him down. Uh, if you want to get the most out of Julian Gauthier, you got to do it in a top-nine role. And again, I think he's played some of his best hockey that we've ever seen from him recently. He could even be in the mix to join uh, the, the top six at some point. It's at least possible. But for now, let's go with Lafreniere, Hedl, and Gauthier on the third line. The only thing that this line is missing, and granted Lafreniere brings some of this, but it's missing a little bit of an edge, a little bit of nastiness maybe. And so that's why I would toy with the idea of flip-flopping Philip DiGiuseppe and Julian Gauthier. You move Philip DiGiuseppe up to the third line, you move Gauthier down to the fourth line, and Philip DiGiuseppe uh, could kind of be the big brother on that line a little bit, kind of look out for these guys. You know, these games against the Bruins have been nasty. They've been chippy. There's been, uh, they've just been played with a lot of edge. I mean, that's the best way I can say it. But for right now, I think that's a line that can produce some points and hopefully they just find the chemistry together. I don't want to see any of those three guys certainly on the fourth line. So by default, none of these guys are quite cracking the top six, but I don't want any of them on the fourth line either. So that's your third line. Hedl centering Lafreniere and Julian Gauthier. And then for the fourth line, I'm going to go with Kevin Rooney at center, Brian Lemieux on the left wing, and Philip DiGiuseppe on the right wing. Again, I really don't want to see Gautier on the fourth line, but this is a hard-nosed, physical, tough line. They can throw their weight around. I think any of these guys probably would fight if the occasion called for it. And again, you're going to have a chippy, nasty game against the Boston Bruins. You have to expect that. And so I think that a line like this, you know, you can go out there and hopefully give fits to their top six line. And also just be a line that kind of establishes a little bit of a tone for the Rangers. You know, when, when things start to go south a little bit, put them out there, let them throw their weight around, let them dish out some big hits and let them do their thing. And kind of get momentum back on the favor of the Rangers at that point. I like that combination to be able to do that. Again, Rooney centering Lemieux and Philip Giuseppe. And you might notice from all this, the two healthy scratches, the two odd men out are Colin Blackwell and Brett Howden for me. I absolutely hate making Colin Blackwell a healthy scratch because I think he's a nice story. I think he's somebody that has come in and exceeded all expectations. By that same token, I do think he's slowed down a little bit recently. And of course, that could also coincide with the fact that he's been moved down to the fourth line from the second line. So obviously, ice time is going to go down. Uh, scoring opportunities are going to go down. But be that as it may, I, again, he's just the odd man out. And I, I hate doing it to this guy because he came in to the Rangers, totally unheralded pickup, and has completely exceeded expectations so far. But I don't know. I, I don't know that I see a better option as far as who you can make the healthy scratch here, especially for a game against the Bruins when you want toughness and you want physicality. And I think, you know, not that Blackwell doesn't have that, but I think the guys that do have that that are also candidates to be a healthy scratch are guys like Philip DiGiuseppe and Brian Lemieux. I want them out there for a game against the Boston Bruins and Kevin Rooney too. I mean, I guess... Rooney's played very well, and I wouldn't make him a healthy scratch right now. I don't think he's really even in the mix to be a healthy scratch, at least as far as I'm concerned. 
But, yeah, I mean, he's another guy that even if you would consider healthy scratching him on a certain night, I think you want him out there for a game against the Boston Bruins. And then Brett Howden, look, I really don't have much to say. I mean, I, I know he does well on the penalty kill. I mean, we've heard that a million times, but I think at a certain point here, sooner or later, Brett Howden's going to have to be the odd man out. And it's not because, you know, I think Brett Howden is terrible at hockey or he doesn't do anything to help this team. Right now, I'm just looking at this very practically. The Rangers have 14 forwards, as we've talked about. They have 14 forwards for 12 spots. And I think of those 14 forwards, Brett Howden's number 14 as far as what he brings to the table and what he can do to help this New York Ranger team win games. And it, it, I don't have any animosity against Brett Howden, but to me, there are 13 guys ahead of him once Artemi Panarin comes back. And just do the math. He has to be out of the lineup. I think I would feel a lot better, and I would kind of uh, just relax a little bit about this whole thing, if David Quinn would just healthy scratch Brett Howden for one game, just so that you, me, and every Ranger fan knows that this is at least an option. This is at least something that's on the table, that making Brett Howden a healthy scratch is not a non-starter for David Quinn, because that would just be ridiculous. You know, it's funny because, you know, my parents listen to this show. They're both big Ranger fans. They got me into the Rangers, you know, from a very young age, and I was talking with them on the phone earlier this week, and we were joking around that, you know, if you gave David Quinn the 1994 New York Rangers... I think he might make somebody like Alex Kovalov a healthy scratch before he makes Brett Howden a healthy scratch. And I'm exaggerating to make the point there, but maybe not by as much as a lot of us would like to believe. And I like David Quinn for the most part. I think he's done a very nice job with this team overall. And again, it's nothing against Brett Howden. I think he does do a nice job on the penalty kill. I think he's a little bit tougher than a lot of people probably give him credit for. But there's 14 forwards right now, and he's number 14 in terms of what he is bringing to the table on a nightly basis to help this New York Ranger team win games, which is something they desperately need to do right now. The other bit of news here is that Vitaly Kravtsov's season in the KHL has concluded. As you guys are probably aware, he was playing with Tractor. Tractor in the playoffs, the 16-team Gagarin Cup tournament. He played for Tractor. Tractor won its first game against Salavet Uleoff, but Salavet Uleoff just completed uh, its fourth consecutive win. That game ended just not too long ago, less than an hour ago, in fact. So Tractor and Vitaly Kravtsov are eliminated from the playoffs. That means that Kravtsov is basically free. I mean, he it was the Rangers' decision to let him play out this season with Tractor in the KHL, but he now has completed his obligations to that team and in theory, he could be on a plane later today to come to the United States and possibly join the Rangers at some point. I would pump the brakes for anyone expecting him to, you know, immediately just join the Rangers and jump into a top six role and, you know, set the world on fire. I don't know that that's going to happen. Again, we just got done talking about what a logjam there is on this New York Ranger team right now. I do think at some point this season, though, we do eventually see Vitaly Kravtsov make his debut with the Rangers. For the time being, I think I would put him on the Wolfpack, let him continue to play in the level that's right below the NHL. And then, you know, if the Rangers, if they happen to fall out of the playoff spot and Again, I am not giving up on the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. But if there's a situation late in the season where the Rangers are, you know, 8, 10, 12 points out of the playoffs and there's only like four, five, six games remaining, uh, that's the time to get Vitaly Krasov as much ice time as possible, get him acclimated to the NHL a little bit, and uh, get him in the mix to potentially be on the opening night lineup next season. Because, listen, they took him number nine overall for a reason. Sooner or later, we got to see this guy on the Rangers and find out what he can do and find out like we were talking about earlier with Libor Hayek, only this is on a much bigger scale, is Vitaly Kravtsov a major part of this Ranger rebuild? Or at some point, is he trade bait for Jack Eichel or whoever else? You know, we got to find out if he's a fit for this team or not. And the only way to do that is sooner or later, get him on the NHL roster with the Rangers, throw him out there, let him do what he does, and, and just determine, you know, is he somebody who is going to be a big piece of this rebuild?
So we'll see how the Rangers look to play it with Kravtsov in the coming days and weeks. I'll keep you guys updated there. As far as other updates go, nothing definitive on Igor Shesterkin yet. We're still kind of just in wait-and-see mode. I think we all know that we dodged a serious bullet because that injury looked a lot more serious when Igor sustained it against the Devils than it turned out to be. Uh, he's still listed as day-to-day. Day-to-day, I don't know. That can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So as far as I'm concerned, look, Alex Georgiev has already been announced as a starter tonight. As far as I'm concerned, day-to-day means it's at least possible that we see Igor Shosturkin back on the ice and maybe even starting on Saturday in that game against the Bruins. And if we get to that point and that's indeed the case, then the entire Ranger team is healthy. So that would be obviously a great thing to see at this point. They've dealt with their fair share of injuries. Of course, you know, Capo Caco was on the COVID list a couple of times. Be nice to see this entire team have its, you know, complete roster intact, if you will, and uh, just see what they can do together. But that's going to do it for today. Uh, let's hope the Rangers get a win tonight. Big game against the Bruins at 7 p.m. Rangers are, of course, 1-2-1 one, and one against the Boston Bruins this season. Sooner or later, you got to start knocking off some of these teams that are in front of you if you want to kind of make your move, climb the standings, and uh, get back into this playoff chase here. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.